The Tom Woods Show, episode 1333. Prepare to set fire to the index card of allowable opinion. Your daily dose of liberty education starts here. The Tom Woods Show. Folks, the 2019 Contra Cruise is going to be coming up before you know it. It is the libertarian event of the year. Naomi Brockwell, a guest on the show, recently said it was the best event she had ever been to. We're going to be joined by special guests Gene Epstein and Brad and Deidre Berzer this year. Join Bob Murphy and me and a ton of wonderful, genial folks for the adventure of a lifetime as we set sail for Alaska July 5th through the 12th, 2019. Get the details at ContraCruise.com. Hi, everybody. Tom Woods here. I missed an episode this week. It's going to be just four this week. I was in the emergency room with somebody very dear to me for a solid 24 hours. And it's just one of those cases where suddenly something just happens and you can't plan or prepare for it. But anyway, everything's fine with that person, but that just drained the life out of me. So it's just four episodes this week. However, two nice things to tell you. Um, Well, no, I'm only going to tell you one of the nice things. The other one I'll give as a surprise in the coming weeks. But the, the nice thing is, Coming up in the next few weeks, I'll be doing a bonus episode with our friend Brad Berzer. And yes, it's going to be the music episode. You've all been demanding. You've all been saying, Woods, where's that bonus episode on, on music? Actually, some of you have. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Some people have been asking for that. Brad doesn't know it yet, but he is being recruited for that episode coming up. So you'll have a bonus episode coming up in a few weeks, and it'll be fun. Brad and I, even if you don't find any interest in this. I mean, he's, our conversations are so much fun. And Brad is one of the special guests. He's a professor at Hillsdale College, as you know, author and all around great guy. He and his wife, Deidre, who have both taught courses at libertyclassroom.com are going to be among our special guests on the Contra Cruise this year, July, 2019. That's going to be fabulous. There's no way going to Alaska with us and hanging out with us all week is a decision you're going to regret. That's impossible. So since it's impossible, go ahead and reserve your cabin as soon as you can over at ContraCruise.com. All right. Today, I'm going to do a little chit-chat with you folks. Uh, And then next week, I've got some interesting topics coming up with some guests. So we're going to be talking about, quote, affordable housing and what the government has to do with that. And we're going to talk to the author of a book called The Myth of Religious Violence. Now, that's going to be an episode people are going to comment on without actually listening to it. They're going to say, well, well I can't believe, I mean, I know for sure that, I, I know. Listen to his thesis before you hyperventilate, okay? So it's an, it's an interesting book, top-notch publisher, very interesting person. So we got that coming up. I've got, well, anyway, I got a bunch of great topics coming up for you next week. But what I wanted to end the week with was a thought I had the other day. Because there are certain things that jump out at me and really appeal to me that I want to convey to people. And I realized that there is a connecting link between them all. And maybe this was obvious to all you folks, but it was not obvious to me until a light bulb came on the other day. And that is I look over so many of the things that I'm committed to and that I feature on the show and topics that I like to discuss. And I realize they have something in common, which is they help to bring about a kind of a a personal secession from the regime and from the culture. And I've advocated that in theory, but I didn't actually realize how much I'm advocating it in practice. So let me give you an example. Healthcare, for instance. Now, there's 
there are a lot of problems with American healthcare, and they're not caused by what most people think they're caused by. It's not that there isn't enough state intervention. It's that it's a bizarre mix of so-called private activity, but so hemmed in by regulation and perverse incentives that you know the result is crazy and makes no sense. So I realized that, well, what have I talked about with healthcare? Well, we've talked about health policy, but I hate the word policy. You know, I want to just see what can I do in the here and now? And that's the idea behind this whole episode. What can I do in the here and now, even if politicians never do a thing? Is there anything I can do operating within the system as it presently exists to improve my situation? Because chances are politicians will either do nothing or they will make things worse. And I can use that as an excuse and say, well, what do you expect me to do? I live under impossible political conditions, so I guess I just have to suffer. No, 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 no. Remember the great thesis of Harry Brown's book, How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World. Like it or not, we live in an unfree world. We have freedom in some areas and not in others. And so in that part of our lives that's unfree, what can we do in the here and now other than complain? Because what he's trying to say is you actually have a tremendous scope for your own personal freedom and for living the kind of life you want you can wind up paralyzed in doing this because you feel so overwhelmed by the odds of conquering all your enemies. <laughs> you know, that is to say the state and whatever else. But the point is, yeah, probably you can't do that on your own. You can't do that. But you can live a great life anyway. And so how does this manifest itself in healthcare? Well, for instance, way, way back on the show, and and I'll, I'll link to these episodes, I interviewed a fellow from something called Liberty HealthShare. And I've had a lot of listeners who've gone ahead and joined Liberty HealthShare. Now, there are some podcasts where they actually advertised and the podcast host took a, a cut or you know, obviously earned the advertising revenue. I've never run an ad for Liberty HealthShare. I have no connection with them at all. They probably would be shocked that I'm even mentioning them years later. But I've got such good feedback. And the idea behind Liberty HealthShare, and this is one of the loopholes that exists even under the Obamacare regime is that it is not insurance because if they pitch it as an insurance policy, then they're subject to all the insurance regulation. It is a sharing policy with a large group of people. And because they have a large group of people participating, they're able to use their oomph, let's say, with hospitals and healthcare providers to get costs down for people who participate. But then the idea is, that whatever procedure it is, whatever it is you need done, is shared by the membership. So everybody is basically in a little bit paying for the procedure you needed. And so that's the way it all works. They get the cost down, and then they sh the, the costs are all shared. And you wind up spending much, much less for your health care. But on the other hand, you wind up with great care. Uh, and you wind up with very inexpensive care. Now, there are some restrictions on it. Uh, one of them is I'm pretty sure they can't deal with pre-existing conditions in this kind of model. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure about that. The second thing is that I believe you have to be religious in some way because it's a religious exemption that this takes um, 
where this loophole can be found. Now, perhaps there's some way that you could, maybe maybe if you have a religion that consists of just one adherent, maybe even that counts. I don't actually know how that works. You'd have to talk to them. But that's an amazing example of how people are getting what they need, even in a system that is rigged against us, even in a system that's got so many perverse incentives in it that it makes you crazy, and yet they're able to get the quality they want at the cost that they can deal with. And that's even though they haven't been able to overturn Obamacare, they haven't been able, it doesn't matter. They found a way to make it work. And so they are outliers. Most people are not part of Liberty Health Share, but they're living the life they want with regard to healthcare. They have in effect seceded from the system that virtually all of us experience. Now, another one in healthcare, another area where I've kind of shown how you can live apart from the way everyone else is living comes from one of my favorite episodes ever. And if you've been a longtime listener, I'm sure you'll agree with me. All the way back on episode 481, I talked to Dr. Josh Umber in Wichita, Kansas. And he's got an amazing membership service where you pay X dollars a month and you get included in that membership all kinds of benefits. Now, he doesn't deal with the government and he doesn't deal with traditional insurance. And as a result, he is able to get costs down so low, you almost wouldn't believe it. In fact, I just want to just come right out and read to you some of what he said back on episode 481. He said, we were able to remove that middleman, the third-party payer. We structured it a little differently on the billing side. So it's a flat rate per month based on age, just like a gym membership. And for that membership, you get unlimited home visits, work visits, office visits, technology visits, like email, cell phone, texting, Twitter, Facebook, Skype, basically whatever we want, because now we're not limited to what insurance will allow or pay for. Then we have no co-pays in our office. Any procedure we can do in the office is included free of charge because that's what the membership is covering. Just like any equipment in the gym is included at the base membership price. So stitches, biopsies, joint injections, ultrasounds, bone scans, lung scans, urine testing, strep throat testing, minor surgical procedures, all included for free. Then something else we do that makes us very unique and valuable is wholesale medications, labs, imaging, and pathology. We had a perfect example recently. We ordered some blood work. We have our negotiated cash discounts of usually 95%, and a patient's blood work was accidentally billed through the insurance rate because of a computer mistake at the lab. The price that they were quoted was $1,028. We ran that back through our system, and it cost $39, a 97% savings just by cutting out the middleman. Then he says, we can do the same things with medications. We outcompete the Walmarts, the CVSs, the targets of the world, because we have a different business model. We can dispense medications in Kansas just like a pharmacist. 44 states allow physicians to function like this. And so I can order the medications wholesale from the same place as the pharmacies do. But I can get 1,000 blood pressure pills for $8.33. Even after my 10% markup, they're under a penny a pill. Walmart would literally have to give them away to outcompete us. And if they do, great, we still win. It's not a value that's a revenue generator for us. We're adding to the value of the membership, very Costco-esque. And then he goes on and talks about, he says, so we could drastically reduce the cost of people's health care by 80 to 90%. So I put that so far in two of my eBooks, 
I believe it's in the healthcare ebook. Your Facebook friends are wrong about healthcare. So you can you can get a transcript of that in the ebook yourfriendsarewrong.com. And I also put it in my Bernie Sanders is wrong book because of course Bernie thinks you can't get a result like this unless there's government involvement. But it's you get the result like this as soon as you remove the government involvement. So it's also in the Bernie is wrong book. And now since it looks like Bernie's jumping back in, now is a great time to pick up that ebook. Cost you nothing. None of these books cost you anything. That's at BernieIsWrong.com. BernieIsWrong.com. So that's an example of seceding from the system. And here, here we've done it. And maybe that's why it makes me so happy. Everything I'm talking to you about today, it kind of reminds me, even though I never saw the movie Life is Beautiful, I think you guys know the premise behind that movie, that the people are living under, I guess it's Italian fascism. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I think it's Italian fascism. And there's a lot of, you know, there are a lot of bad features of that, obviously, that you would not want your kids to notice or you know, have to live through. So the father apparently pretends that everything, every bad experience they have is just part of a big game and that it's not real. And so he makes it, you know, he tries to make everything fun for the kids. So in a way, all the kinds of secession that I'm talking about here are likewise a way for us to be able to live as if society is normal, you know, you're able to get away from the worst aspects of it and just go ahead living. And so, I mean, it reminds me of that because the the reality is, is in some ways pretty grim, but yet we're able to carve out our own reality through entrepreneurship. I mean, it took entrepreneurial skill to come up with the two healthcare solutions I just described. And so we're able to have better lives. Let me take just a minute to note that 2019 is the year in which I'm really going to master time management and productivity. And one thing that's really helped me in this regard so far is a really neat app called Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the truly need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses it down into just 15 minutes, reading or listening. So I'm able to, in effect, read four books in a drive. Imagine having that command over the truly need-to-know information. As I say, I like to use Blinkist when I'm driving around. I do a lot of driving because I have five daughters and they're always going every which way. And I'm able to, in effect, read multiple books while I'm driving around to go pick them up. Now, in terms of books I've read or listened to, I highly recommend you check out, of course, The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss and also 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson, both of which are available through Blinkist. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Woods to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash Woods to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash Woods. All right, let's look at some other things. I just realized that, of course, when I had Bob Murphy on a week or so ago to talk about IBC, the so-called infinite banking concept, that that also is a kind of secession. Now, we didn't actually elaborate on the subtitle of his book about and the title of the episode about seceding from the monetary system. But the idea was that if you practice IBC, you're no longer part of the problem. Because as Bob says, what is it that drives the business cycle? And that is fractional reserve banking drives the business cycle, which is what the central bank helps to make more possible than would otherwise be. And if you're not borrowing from the banks, then you're not part of the problem. So anyway, so 
That's another way that you can do very well and provide for yourself and yet be living apart from a crazy system. So as I say, I look through the stuff that I do and I say, oh my gosh, that's what this is all about. Of course, we're also seceding from popular music, but I'm going to leave that out because I'm not going to torture you folks with that until we get to the bonus episode. We'll leave that out. But let's say, because there's so many examples. I mean, I'm always talking about building a side business. Well, what else is that if not a kind of secession, a secession from, you know, your boss and the conditions you're used to and relying on somebody else for your pay? Now, I'm not one of these people who says you got to secede from everything and not be part of the division of labor and grow your own cabbage and stuff. I, I, I'm not interested in that. If people want to do that, it's fine with me, but I have no interest in that. So I'm not saying that it's always best to work for yourself or make your own stuff or anything. I don't make any of my own stuff. I have no interest in that. But it is nevertheless sensible to diversify, right? I mean, especially in this day and age where the internet allows you to have multiple income streams that were unthinkable 20 years ago, impossible to do. So I've had people, I just had somebody the other day saying, yeah, I've got my own um, business where I do digital services for local businesses. I, I do web design and, and uh, maintenance and stuff for them. And he's doing that through a software that I promoted a couple of years ago where they have beautiful web templates and you know even an idiot can, I'm not saying this guy's an idiot, he's a lovely person, but even an idiot can basically design a very, very attractive website in particular niches, you know, whether it's a barber shop or a real estate agency or whatever. And he just sells them to local businesses. And that's a little thing on the side. And so he works as hard as he wants to. If he wants to get more clients, he gets out there and hustles. And if he'd rather just focus on his main job, he can do that. So that's the kind of thing I mean. You, I mean, remember back when we talked to Scott Adams from Dilbert, and he said the way he was able to stand up and be a dissenting voice was that he had what he called F.U. money. He could tell the powers that be in his life, F.U. So, sorry for the vulgarity, but I'm trying to do the initials over here. And he says that because he's able to do it, because he has plenty of that money. So even though he took a major financial hit, he's still okay. And in this day and age, you want to build that up. You want to build, and I've already described how you do that. An easy way to do it is, you know, I promote Skillshare. You go there. I don't have a, an affiliate relationship with them, but I do have an advertising one, and they're not advertising on this particular episode, but it is skillshare.com slash woodsfree. And there are all different skills you can pick up. And you learn them. And then my strategy, which I laid out on another episode, would be I'd go over to fiverr.com. In fact, I'd probably do that first. Go to Fiverr, see what's really in demand, and then see, is this the kind of thing I could make a side project on my own to try to learn how to do? And then you start doing it on Fiverr. You start doing it inexpensively for people. So that way you're able to build up a portfolio. And then what do you know? You've got a side gig. That's one way to do it. There are many, many ways to do it. And I wrote a little ebook on ways that I've done it, little side things that I do, so that if anything should happen to one of the ways I make a living, it's okay because I've got these other ones. And that's the way I shelter myself from the, the storms of the, you know, the world, right? I, I'm more or less protected because if one of them goes down, I've got these other ones. So I wrote an ebook about this, as you know. Um, you can find it at pathstoincome.com. It doesn't cost you anything. And it's really detailed and it's really step-by-step. -step. And here are five different things I've done 
and there's a little section in there on how to be a freelancer online. Obviously, you can use Fiverr for that, but there are other. I mean, there's just there are many, many ways to do that. So that's an again another way that you can do things. In fact, let me read to you something that one of my friends posted. You might actually know this person, but I didn't get his permission to say this and put his name to it. So I'll just say this. He's a pretty good guy. And he says, best part about your programs, that is like the stuff, the training programs and the different ways that I recommend to build that side business. He says, no property liability, no employee lawsuits, and no target on your back for greedy moochers in society because he had suffered from all those things with his traditional brick and mortar business. So secede from that too. So paths to income.com is what you want to do. So, it, but it's not just that. Also homeschooling, right? What could be a more dramatic kind of secession short of political secession than homeschooling to take the kids out from the control of people who clearly do not have their best interests at heart and clearly want to indoctrinate them in the ways of the state that is what that's all about and homeschooling amounts to people saying no you're not going to do that to my kids you're not going to do that and so as you know i've been involved in that because of the Ron Paul curriculum, for instance. The Ron Paul curriculum is a K through 12 homeschool program, and it's got all the subjects you would expect, but it gives equal time to our point of view, it gives equal time. Most people would not know our point of view exists, or they would learn it only in caricature. So it's not that the government schools are super impartial and we're just propagandists. That, that's, uh, that is not what's happening here. So I made hundreds of videos for that Ron Paul curriculum, and then I set up a thing where if you want to subscribe to the Ron Paul curriculum, I also throw in a lot of bonuses for you for free if you use my link, which is ronpaulhomeschool.com. And likewise, Liberty Classroom, what's Liberty Classroom, which is mainly a site for adult enrichment? What is that if not a form of secession? I'm saying to people, you probably got some propaganda line when it came to economics and history when you were in school. So I'm going to fix that. While you're driving in your car, I'm going to fix that. And I started that site. Let's see. We're going on. That can't be. We're going on seven years. Yeah, it's been seven years since I started it. And it is going just like gangbusters. It's going so well. I couldn't be happier. So, yeah, it's true that I can't go and reform Yale University but I can create my own parallel thing. And that's what everything I'm talking to you is about, whether it's health or education of children or education of adults or business or your finances or, frankly, nullification. I mean, what is nullification if not an attempt? In this case, it's not by an individual. It's by a group of people in a state to live the way they want to live apart from how the central government wants them to live. And so we've seen in case after case, there are states that have managed to assert themselves in areas that by now should be familiar to us. So obviously medical marijuana, but also recreational use as well. You've had states that have just said, this is what we think is best and we're gonna do this. Or there are states that have been pushing, which now Trump wound up doing on the federal level, so-called right to try laws. If you've got a terminal disease and there's an untested drug, well, what the heck harm does it do to try it? You know, you're terminal anyway. And you couldn't do that otherwise. So we know that our friend Michael Bolden at the 10th Amendment Center has been chronicling, but not just chronicling, 
but actually spearheading initiatives like this of states saying the federal government may tell us to do X, but we're going to do not X. And again, that is, that's a form of secession. It's not full-blown political secession. But on that one issue, it is a way of saying, you want us to live one way, we mean to live another. We recently had an episode on agorism, and that is obviously a form of what I'm describing, because you're doing what you believe to be right, and you're just doing it. I've talked, uh, let's see, Martin Erickson and alternative news sources as well. Then, then there are more obvious cases still, like seasteading and Liberland, things like that. And that's where this all adds up. It's like a life is beautiful approach that, yeah, we're living in a crazy world, but we're somehow going to have a parallel. I mean, I guess the, the analogy doesn't quite work because they don't actually build up a parallel existence, but they, he's able to give his kids some kind of happiness in the midst of the craziness. And so that, in effect, that's kind of how I'm thinking of, without realizing it, I've kind of been trying my best to do with all these different topics, is, all right, we're stuck in this situation, but even in this situation, is there some way that we can build things? And I know people say libertarians just sit around and complain and they don't, they don't do their own thing, but I think that's an unfair rap we get. Because when you think about it, we have built a lot under very, very challenging conditions against very difficult adversaries. So that's the message, that you can find freedom in an unfree world in lots of different ways that involve simply not going along with the mainstream way of doing things. And there are a lot of ways, as I've mentioned this episode, to accomplish that. And, well, in a way, I guess... This podcast, without my realizing it, has been an instrument in trying to do that because that's really what we got to do. That's what we got to do in the situation in which we find ourselves. Now, let me tell you folks about a gentleman in my audience who is in construction, and he's got a site. It's colechesnut.com, C-O-L-E-C-H-E-S-N-U-T.com. And then to go directly to his blog, journeysinconstruction.com. And he describes himself as a construction nerd. He says, I'm a craftsman, construction manager, and consultant. It's my life, and I love it. I'm using the website as an extension of my business card. Also on my blog, I'm sharing stories of different journeys in construction and trying to show that construction careers can be good choices for many people. It's not only construction stuff. There's also helpful information related to management and leadership, as well as tips and tricks for homeowners and such. He says, I got into construction when I was a teenager, and some people told me I was wasting my potential. Before long, I was earning over 100 k per year and eventually ended up traveling around the world doing all kinds of projects. My point is not to brag, but to encourage others to find their own ways. It seems that most teenagers are told to avoid this type of work, and instead are guided to college, university as the supposed path to success. Nothing against education, but that route may not be best for all, at least not immediately after high school. Later, I ended up going back to college part-time while working, but by that time, I knew what I wanted to learn, and perhaps more importantly, what would add value to my life. I wasn't sure about that when I was a teenager. So, that's a pretty good story, so you should definitely check this guy out. Uh, quickest way to get to the blog, journeysinconstruction.com. Uh, head over there. I'll link to that at tomwoods.com slash 1333, which is uh, the episode number for today. And I guess I'll say 
what I always say in this situation, which is if you are thinking of starting a website, before you do that, check out tomwoods.com slash publicity because it'll lay out how you can get a nice little bump like this and get linked from my site, which helps give you some SEO juice, plus some, um, I got to get them updated, but they should be updated by next week, uh, free tutorials because they've, they've updated WordPress. And so I've updated my tutorials to help you learn how to blog easily. And uh, you get to have you get to be a member of my private bloggers group. And it's a really good group. So tomwoods.com slash publicity is where to go for all this. All right, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I will link to some of the stuff I talked about today at tomwoods.com slash 1333 if you'd like to follow up on any of it. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Become a smarter libertarian in just 30 minutes a day. Visit tomwoods.com to subscribe to the show for free, and we'll see you next time.